0: Well, hello again, everybody. This is Jennifer Perry coming at you on the Smart Money Gal podcast from Swan Financial, and I know we are getting ready to wrap up Life Insurance Awareness Month. It is hard to believe that we're coming at the end of September, but um, it doesn't mean that at the end of September we don't talk about life insurance for the other eleven months that uh, of the year. But um, and you know, just a reminder too: one of the biggest things that we focus on here at Swan Financial and that is really close to my heart is making sure that you have your life insurance protection in place, whether it's with me or the team here at Swan Financial or if you have it outside, um, it's just important that you have it. And I'm gonna share a a personal story today that um, pretty much changed not just obviously my life but the lives of many other people um, a little over a year ago and I hope that if you're listening that you might find yourself maybe in this place or at least after we have this conversation um, the need for sitting down and talking about life insurance because one of the biggest things that I see that people do is they kind of feel like oh well crowdfunding or um, Go are in somehow a way to replace life insurance and that's not the case um, that's something that I see happen almost instantaneously when somebody passes away and I'm not saying that it's not a good thing or a, a, uh, a wonderful thing to see people coming together to help but at the same time if you don't have life insurance coverage uh, personally you're just being extremely selfish, and we're going to get into that again. Um, this is this is financial straight talk, and we we want to make having really difficult conversations easy. But at the same time, I think we're gonna um, we're gonna kind of get in your face a little bit because it's important. I think uh, I look back in my life, and I know that if somebody would have gotten in my face and had said, "Jennifer, you need to stop. You need to look at what you're doing, or you need to think about what you're doing." And you just need this isn't the path that you need to go. I think it could have uh, changed my life uh, in a profound way. So uh, I want to share a little personal story. Um, in August of last year, I got a phone call that had a pretty significant ripple effect for multiple reasons. Um, at that time, I um, I have I have if you know me, you know that I have five grandchildren and I um, the one of my grandchildren's name is is Matthias, and at the time he was two years old, and I had a very good relationship with Matthias's mom. Her name's Becca, and you know we had talked once a week. Um, obviously, all my grandchildren are in New York. So I don't get to wrap my arms around them as much as people who have children, grandchildren that are local. So please, if you're listening, love up on those babies uh, anytime you get a chance to see them. So I got a phone call, and um, all I heard and all I remember hearing is Becca's dead, and it didn't it didn't sit well with me. I think I got the phone call on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And I had just spoken to her Friday, the fr- the Friday before, and did my usual. You know, we would Facetime with the with my grandson. At the time, he was two, and he had a five month old little brother, and. Um, and, you know, she would give the phone to my grandson. And, of course, at two years old, you know what he's doing, right? <laughs> so she'd give him the phone, and he's running around. And, you know, me, I'm, I'm going to be 50 next year. And if I look at something and it's moving around, like, I feel like I'm just going to, you know, um, hurl. Um, so I, I couldn't really look at the phone. But it was just nice having that connectivity with him on the phone. I could watch him run around. I could see his little curls, you know, swinging around. And um, it wasn't in that phone call that I had really had a conversation with uh, Becca about life insurance, but obviously in in my line of work, um, I would always talk about life insurance and coverage um, because my goal is to make sure your life, your income, and your legacy are protected. So Becca and I had had numerous conversations. We had a conversation when her newest baby was born. Uh, We had had multiple conversations prior to that about life insurance, and Becca was 26 years old. And um, I can remember vividly, probably a week before this last phone call that I had with her, um, she was complaining about not really feeling well. She had a headache, and and um, I had said to her, of course, you know, we were talking about well, maybe it's postpartum, maybe it's just you know, you just had a baby, your body's getting back into, um, you know, into the swing of things. And we did have a conversation about life insurance, and you know, I had said, well, now you have two little ones, and. We really need to continue that conversation about life insurance. And when I had talked, I had, you know, pulled some figures for her and it was less than $20 a month uh, for $500,000 worth of coverage on life insurance. And it was a term policy because, you know, that was about the level of what she could grasp um, as far as life insurance because she didn't want to get into the weeds of permanent insurance and everything. But, you know, she and she said to me, she says, you know, I think I have life insurance through work. And um, I had said to her, I said, well, I said, that's great. At least you have something. You have to make sure that you opted in to have that life insurance coverage. And you also want to make sure that it's going to cover enough. You know, I mean, most of the time when you see uh, insurance that's offered through work, it's typically as a replacement of maybe one year income. And, um, you know, there's some opportunities where you can go multiple um, multipliers of your income, but you know, I had just told her. I said, "You need to just check into that. You need to check and make sure that if indeed you do have it, that you elected it, which would be great. You would have some type of coverage because you have a two-year-old and you have a and a five-month-old or five and a half-month-old. So it's important. You know, she was the breadwinner and um, worked. You know, for the state, and um, you know, we just had conversation." And I remember her saying to me very vividly, she's like, oh, I'm 26 years old. I have my life ahead of me. Um, you know, I don't, I don't feel. She's a, and, and, you know, she was aspiring to do more with her life. And she had wanted to, um, to get a better job and wanted to get some things situated and just had her eyes on the horizon. She wanted to do so much more for herself and for her, her, her boys. But, you know, we had that conversation. And, you know, it, it, it still haunts me. It really does. Because I look at why didn't I press harder. Um, I had offered. I said, Becca, just go through the whole process of getting insured. I'll pay the premium. I'll, I'll, I'll help. Let me help. Because I knew that if anything happened to her, that my grandson was going to be at least taken care of. And that he wouldn't have had any worries. Or my son wouldn't have had any worries for making sure that he was taken care of. But, you know, we had that conversation, and then a week later I was watching my beautiful little grandson running around on the phone and talked to Becca very briefly, um, checked in on her, made sure everything was okay, uh, started to, I always send care packages to my grandkids. So we were talking about what was going to be in the next care package, and then, you know, I hung up that phone. And personally didn't realize it was going to be the last time that I talked to her. And that was... Uh, a very profound um, period of time in my life so I got the news that Becca was gone Um, she had actually had um, I believe it ended up being a brain aneurysm uh, that took her from us from her children but it also had a ripple effect of you have a 26 year old who is no longer with us um, her fiancé at that time, who was not my son, was not working. He was staying home, taking care of the kids. As I had stated, she was a breadwinner. And her and my son hadn't ironed out their custody agreement, and she didn't have a will, and she didn't have powers of attorney. She didn't have anything set up. So in her passing, the ripple effect from leaving the children without any level of income and also now Im- imbrewed this Pretty serious custody battle. Um, it just was a really messy time uh, in life. But I look back on it and I, I, you know, I got the phone call about Becca being gone. And then two days later, I went into work and I just dropped. I passed out at work. Uh, we couldn't figure out what had happened. Um, I was rushed out in an ambulance and, you know, spent time at the hospital. And we really just contributed to the fact that, you know, I didn't sleep for two days. I didn't know where my grandson was or if he needed me. Or, um, and I remember waking up and saying, thank God I have life insurance. I literally did. I mean, being in this, in this industry, um, I remember opening my eyes and, and seeing uh, a former coworker, David, and, and I just remember saying, thank God I have life insurance. Because I knew at that moment that if anything happened to me, my husband, my children uh, would be okay. I knew I wasn't going to leave this huge emotional hole um, that was also followed by a financial hole. And um, so I say all of this because since Becca passed, it has really been on my heart to talk more and more with life in, about life insurance to people that I meet. Um, I see new babies born all the time on Facebook, new weddings, and and things that are happening. I even see people going through divorce or losing their job. And any time life event happens, we need to have the life insurance conversation. And, you know, I go back to thinking when Becca passed, what do you think was the first thing that everybody came and did? It was, we're going to have a benefit barbecue to raise some money to take care of Becca's children. So to mind you, a five hundred thousand dollar policy would have changed their lives drastically. Drastically. It would have made sure that my grandson would have had all he needed. It would have, you know, covered him through school. It would have taken care of all his needs, all of his little brothers' needs, you know, and and it was it it would have changed their lives profoundly. And now I make sure that I I have that conversation because as great as a GoFundMe benefit barbecue is, it is not going to replace the level of income. It's not going to remove the stress. It's not going to do what um, life insurance could do. Even... Temporary life insurance term policy would have handled. So, I wanted to talk today. Thank you for letting me share that story because I am making it a point now to every conversation that I have with a new client or prospective client or anybody that I see celebrating in a life event, I want to make sure that they understand the importance and the power of life insurance. So, if you can't even imagine how much money GoFundMe brought in last year, I think it was $100 million or more than that, even. Because that's that's the easy thing that's the you know you want to live on in somebody's memory. We see it now happening more and more especially in our society with so much violence and um, just tension people are getting hurt first thing that that goes up is a goFundMe and people are contributing to that cause and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it but what I want people to understand is that, you know, when, when, you, when you buy life insurance, it's not really for you. It's protecting the people who you are going to leave behind who relied on you. And your death should be a time of celebrating your life. It should not be a time for loved ones crowdfunding or GoFundMe um, asking for donations toward any final expenses that you may have f- failed to properly plan for. And I know this might not be easy for some of you to hear, but it's true because, you know, we have to face the reality and, you know, we have to make sure that we're not going to fail the people who who, um, depend on us the most. And we don't want to create burdens for those that we love the most. Now, not having life insurance hurts our community's ability to build and retain wealth. And there are many systemic factors that have negatively impacted our community financially. However, buying life insurance is within our personal control. And you think about it, how many people have had to deplete their savings or run up credit cards to pay for unexpected funeral costs? Not only just the funeral costs, but tying up loose ends, paying bills, mortgage. You know, what if uh, you passed away and your child was in the middle of school? and you needed to pay tuition. Or there's a lot of things that we just don't know. I would have never thought that at 26 years old, a relatively healthy person, that Becca would be gone. That my grandson, who is two, now three, he hopefully will remember his mom, but she's not gonna be there to watch him grow up. I would have never thought that would have happened. And, you know, there's there's a couple reasons why I want to share with you why it's most important to have life insurance. I mean, this is just my own personal story. I know that there are a lot of stories that are out there and that, you know, you have had your own successes or maybe somebody has left life insurance and you've been able to move on and do those things. And, and during September, with it being Life Insurance Awareness Month, I try to give examples. And I try to, if you follow my page on Facebook, uh, I try to talk about why you need to have it and why it's certainly important. But, you know, I just want to share three things with you, okay? First of all, it's selfish to not have life insurance. And let me say that again. It is selfish to not have life insurance because by not taking that time to either a understand the insurance that you have or not sitting down with myself or with somebody else who sells life insurance and uses life insurance as a strategy to protect your assets by not having life insurance you are willfully making the choice for your family and your friends to pay for your final expenses and the expenses of your family moving forward and I stated before you know it's not just about the funeral costs it's about what do your children need moving forward what if your parents lived with you and you were part of the sandwich generation and you were taking care of them you're leaving somebody else to have to come in and take care of them now but you left no money to be able to do that so you have to think about you know what about you know your house what about your possessions What about settling debts and even a will? Do you have a will? Because 67% of people do not have a will. And I'm going to have a special guest coming on here in one of the next few podcasts that talks about how simple it is and how inexpensive it is to have a will in place because you don't want somebody else making that decision for you. Now, if you're a business owner Let's talk about the complexity that leaves behind. The cost can be even greater to ensure that your business has enough capital to stay afloat, especially if you didn't have life insurance, okay, and you were contributing or maybe you had a partnership or, or you were the sole proprietor and now you have all of these employees and their families depending on you and you don't have life insurance on yourself. You don't have life insurance for your, the way your business is set up. It is extremely selfish to not have life insurance now and and you know the second point if you don't have it it's unfair to the people that you're leaving behind as far as them their ability to to process the grieving and the loss and to move through you know picking up the pieces because now their their first thing is oh my god what am I going to do You know, my husband passed away and he didn't, we didn't have life insurance or my wife passed away and we didn't have life insurance or my mom and dad passed away and we were still living at home and they didn't have life insurance. Sadness, grief, and depression are all unavoidable when we lose somebody that we love. But then when you put the fear and anxiety about financial issues caused by an unexpected death, like think about the environment we are in right now. We are in a pandemic that I don't believe anybody saw coming. It was a black swan event that nobody predicted, and we are still trying to figure out what we're going to do moving forward. I have had clients lose spouses due to COVID. I've had clients lose children due to COVID, grandchildren due to COVID. And how many of those do you think had life insurance. How many of those do you think had enough life insurance? Because what you don't realize, and and I've seen this going throughout, people have lost their jobs in the midst of COVID. And if the only life insurance they had was tied to work, guess what else they lost? They lost their life insurance. They lost their ability to take care of their family should anything happen to them. And the first two weeks of COVID... When it hit, I would say from mid March to first week of May, I had back to back phone calls from people saying, Jennifer, I lost my life insurance. Can you help me with that? You know, I I just started this job or I'd been at this company for a while and I I don't have, now my life insurance is gone. So if you have life insurance coverage at work, that's great. But we need to make sure, you know, if you make $50,000 a year and you've got four children, And that's all the life insurance you have and it's tied to your job. Do you really think $50,000 is going to get your four children far, let alone your wife or your husband? You all had dreams together. You needed to make sure that, you know, if anything happens to you, that you can continue to fund those dreams, fund those expenses, fund the things that you guys plan to do together. That's why it's so important for you to sit down with me or with somebody else and just review your life insurance. I just want to have the conversation with you. Whether or not you work with me, that doesn't make a difference. I mean, I mean that would be great, but it's just about having that conversation because kind of in Becca's honor and memory, I have to make sure that I'm talking to every single person that I talk to about life insurance because I feel like I didn't talk about it enough or I didn't make it as big of a deal as I should have. And that's why we're having conversations like this right now. So getting back to, you know, not having it, point two, it's unfair. You're now taking somebody who, whether, you know, and I hear, I hear people say all the time, well, you know, my dad passed away and you know, he'd been sick a long time and we were kind of expecting it, but it was still such a shock. No one is ever ready for someone that they love to pass away. I don't care how close you were or how estranged you were or how, you know, you are not ready for when somebody leaves this earth. You're just not. So to, to, why would you want to leave them and not allow them to grieve and celebrate you? Why would you want to leave them with such fear and such anxiety to where they can't even really move on? So keep that in mind. So the first point was it's selfish to not have life insurance. And the second one is not having life insurance is unfair to the grieving process. And the third one is just being without life insurance leaves your legacy out of your control. And this is so, so true. Because back to my own personal story, 26-year-old mom of two babies who didn't have adequate life insurance I don't even know to this day if she ever had life insurance. You know, from what I've seen in the aftermath, she didn't. So she may not have checked that box for the optional life insurance at her job. But, you know, being without life insurance leaves your legacy out of your control. And you know what? If you haven't figured this out by now, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not a bakery. I'm a financial consultant. I'm not a baker. So it's important to understand People just don't often look back too fondly on someone leaving avoidable financial burdens and obligations. So think about what I'm saying, okay? First of all, if you buy life insurance, you have the power. You're empowering yourself and your own family and what you want, your plans to make sure that no matter what happens after you leave, nothing tarnishes your plans nothing tarnishes your name nothing tarnishes your how you know how you looked in your community because why it's while it's always a great thing like in Becca's case that people came forward and they did a barbecue fundraiser that was wonderful that was friends that were just trying to figure out how to collectively grieve her but they also felt this immediate burden and sense of oh my god she left two little boys behind Two little boys who might not even ever have a full understanding of how wonderful their mother was. She left them behind, and now her friends and family were all coming to this aid and to this benefit to raise a couple hundred dollars or maybe a $1,000, and that was supposed to take care of her two-year-old and five-month-old for the rest of their life. So I can tell you I have three sons. I know how super expensive it is to raise children, and, but for me, I've always had life insurance. I've always understood the power of if I'm not here, not that you can put a value on somebody, but you know, there is a human life value component of that. And I can help you figure that out. Because in one of my previous blogs, I had wrote about that a single, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, at a stay-at-home parent, is one of the often most overlooked people for life insurance. Okay, and we'll talk about that again in in another podcast. But in this case, in this moment, you know, as we're getting ready to wrap up Life Insurance Awareness Month and also the podcast for today, I just want you to sit back and think, do you have a story like my story? Do you have a story like Becca's story? Where she wasn't prepared. And now that she's not here, her children are trying to make away with, A, without their mom, but also with no finances being left behind. And that just leaves this pit in my stomach, which is, again, why I want to make sure that every single person that I have the opportunity to interview who comes on as a client, that we have life insurance in the plan we have talked about it. Now, I can't force you to buy life insurance. I can't force you to make a decision that you feel like. You know what? I don't want to set aside that 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 bucks a month because you know, I don't want to be paying it for the rest of my life. And that was a comment that she made to me. I'm 26. I'm young. You know, so how long would I have to pay for this life insurance? 20 years? 30 years? I would have to pay for it the rest of my life? Oh my gosh, I can't. You know, that's just that's just a lot of money to lay out, but if you look at it seriously, you know, what are you, it's almost like you can't not have life insurance, okay? So I say all this, and thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable and have a conversation with you about my own personal life, but I'm kind of challenging you now to pick up the phone, to call me, to spend 15 minutes on the phone with me, Let's talk about your life insurance. Let's talk about your family. Let's talk about your value to your family if anything were to happen to you. And I have friends and I know they're listening. I know that you don't have the level of life insurance you have, you're supposed to have. I know you don't have any insurance. I know that you, we've had conversations and that you just haven't moved forward And I look at that like we really need to revisit. We need to come back to the table because if anything were to happen to you or your spouse, or God forbid, you know, your children, as a family, there is going to be a huge emotional void. Do not allow there to be a huge financial void and burden now because you are too selfish to take care of the people. And the things that matter most. So I'm going to wrap all this up by saying if you have grandbabies in this area, please love on them <laughs> because I don't get to see mine very often. But if you have a family and you're putting them all out there in social media, doing all these wonderful things about how much you love your family and you know, that you're working really hard to give them everything they need, you better have life insurance. And you better have enough life insurance. And if you don't, you better call me so the phone number here at swan financials 404-618-6626 we are still working remotely so we're doing all of our phone calls um, all of our meetings be it phone call or zoom meeting so i encourage you to reach out to me um, reach out to my team we'll be happy to sit down and have that conversation but you know please do it for your family let's have that call. and if we've talked in the past you didn't have insurance And you might be listening now and thinking, oh, well, she's talking about me. And if in the meantime you've gotten life insurance, that's awesome. Just call me and let me know. That's all I want to know is that you've done what you need to do to take care of your family. So I look forward to coming back and talking about something else with you soon. We're going to start bringing our guests on. But um, for now, moving forward, have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. And make sure that it's an empowered one. And do what you need to do to protect the things that matter most and we're here to help, 404-618-6626, and I'll be back soon.